This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, there is something about this college admission cheating scandal that just makes so many of us angry and frustrated. And there is more to come on this as well. So the FBI says that the actress Lori Laughlin has been now taken into custody in connection with that scheme that saw wealthy parents paying bribes to get their children into these elite universities and colleges. Spokesperson for the FBI says that she is in custody this morning in Los Angeles and scheduled to appear in court there in the afternoon. Prosecutors are alleging that Lori Laughlin and her husband, fashion designer Massimo Giannulli, paid $500,000 to have their two daughters labeled as recruits to the University of California crew team, which is the rowing team, even though neither is a rower. I'm sure there was some rower out there who probably had been rowing for years that would have appreciated that spot. Turns out they were among 50 people charged in the scheme. And a lot of reputations have taken a hit, including the people who've been involved, allegedly involved here closer to home as well. Let's talk more about this now with Devlin Barrett, who's a national security reporter with the Washington Post newspaper. Devlin, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Boy, this story, are you surprised with how this has resonated with people? I am not, uh, because while I am a McGill University grad, I have uh, had a lot of friends who've gone through the college application process. I have friends whose parents have gone through it, and it stresses people out. So it, I, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought it would touch a big nerve with folks. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely touched a nerve up here, too. But what are people saying down in the States about this? So I think there's a lot of anger, obviously, that, you know, there's, you know, when you go through the college application process, a lot of folks come out of that thinking, like, is this really fair? Is this really, like, am I getting a fair shake? Is my kid getting a fair shake out of this? Because it, it feels rigged a little bit, even though oftentimes people can't even quantify why they think that. And I think it, it in a lot of ways, this case confirms some of the darkest, worst suspicions about the process, that it's it's not only, you know, people used to joke, it's not only who you know. Now, now I guess what, this, what these documents are charging is that it's really just how much money you have. Yeah, no kidding. How serious are these charges? Like, could people here do jail time? Oh, yeah. I mean, for one thing, some of the folks who are sort of, you know, arranging all this have pleaded guilty to racketeering conspiracy. That carries a lot of potential prison time. Uh, the other issue here is that, you know, there are parents, for example, like Felicity Huffman, who's accused of paying $15,000 in, in one of these schemes. That's not a ton of money in the, in the U.S. federal sentencing structure. So she may very well not face prison time for this. But, you know, one of these sets of parents paid $1.2 million to Yale to get their kid in. And, and that, you know, under, under the sentencing rules, that, that could mean real jail time. And so are the people who are the ringleaders here cooperating with the FBI? Yes. I mean, weirdly enough, they flipped uh, the, the, the main uh, operator of this whole, this whole scheme, a guy named William Rick Singer, uh, in the fall of last year. And so he basically helped the Fed lead the FBI to all of the participants uh, and recorded them. Yeah, that's not good news then for the people who've been charged. 
No, absolutely. A lot of this stuff is captured on uh, secretly recorded phone calls, and that is usually considered within the, the world of, you know, crimes and trials, uh, damning evidence. No kidding. Okay, so I was reading through a lot of this last night, and it was pretty clear that there were different ways that this was approached, and uh, the ringleader was calling it a side door. He said, there's the back door and there's the front door. I created a side <laughs> door. Like, what did that mean exactly? What was he doing? So there were two ways that his scam basically worked, according to the feds. One is you could pretend to be an, you could pretend your kid was an athlete, and he was able to, according to him, uh, bribe specific coaches at specific prestigious schools to basically pretend that someone's kid was an athletic recruit, even though the kid often never even played the sport, let alone was a, would be a valuable contributor to that team. And the kid wasn't expected to ever show up for the team. It was it was a recruit on paper only. Uh, but the other way was cheating on the entrance exams. And he had come up with a, a pretty clever way to make it so that other people could take the tests for uh, these kids and get whatever grade they wanted to get. That is crazy. Now, what's been the fallout like at the schools here? Because I understand a lot of the people who were involved in this on the school side have quit or been fired. Right. So at the University of Southern California, USC, two people were fired yesterday who were, who were charged in this case. Um, some folks have been placed on leave. Um, you know, some of these coaches aren't at the same schools where this conduct allegedly happened, so it gets a little complicated in that way. But the universities have basically all started saying, we're taking a hard look at this. We're going to try and see if we need to fix our systems at all. And they understand that even though they're not accused of wrong death, wrongdoing, the univers- it's really up to the universities to prove going forward that they are not allowing this kind of stuff to happen. Yeah, what's going to happen to the students then who got in under these questionable circumstances? Because clearly from the information yesterday, some mm-hmm. of them knew and some of them didn't. Right. Some of the kids were aware and some weren't. And I, I think so far, the, the implication seems to be that not a lot is going to happen to these kids. But there is a sort of a, for lack of a better term, a public shaming involved in this process, because obviously their parents are identified, even if the kids aren't. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on the campuses. But it doesn't, so far, I haven't detected much of an appetite to, to for example, like go after the students right. themselves. Do you think anything's going to change as a result of this, Devlin? Uh, it would always be nice if if people change as a result of you know what what the government calls widespread corruption. Um, but look, there's always going to be people trying to do whatever they can to get their kids into the schools they want them to get into. It would be nice if those efforts were did not involve wire fraud and mail fl- fraud and racketeering. Uh, but you know, hope springs eternal. <laughs> and what does that say also about the college system in the U.S. then? Because people are saying increasingly, if this is you're able to do this to get in, then what is the value of that degree or your attendance at that school? Well, right. There's a larger debate going on in the U.S. about the value of, of tuition, of, of college tuition, because college tuition is so incredibly high here. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that is, I think this will feed into that. But I think, you know, for the folks who, who are, who have the, who are basically millionaires and are willing to pay in like huge amounts of money to, to make this happen, I, I, I doubt it will affect their thinking much. But I think for the average parent trying to get the average kid into the best school they can, it may change their perception a little bit as to, as to you know, necessarily right. the value of some of these places. Oh, I would agree with that. Listen, Devlin, thank you so much for your time on this. Sure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. That's Devlin Barrett, national security reporter with the Washington Post newspaper.